Hey, this is A.B. Cassidy. And this is Daniel Francesi. And this is Butch and the Bear. <laughs> I wish I had a sound. I want like What's a, a Butch sound? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We need to get you like a hey. hammer and a nail. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> hammering, yeah. <laughs> At Home Depot, help! Yeah. Help me! Uh, help, help! I think I'm gay. Uh... Homo Depot. Yeah, Homo Depot. That's that's where I. They have that live. one aisle that says like chains, whips. Like it's like you ever see that meme? No. No. All right. All right. I'll tweet it from at Butch and the Bear. Yeah. But it's tweet like it for us. It literally says like chains, ropes. It's like the S and M aisle at Homo Depot. Are you serious? <laughs> I guess something like it. That's why the lesbians love to hang out there. Oh, well, that makes sense. Uh, hey, I had a, a funny thing happen. I went to see Chance the Rapper the other day. He was at the Hollywood What Bowl. are the chances of that? What are the chances of seeing Chance? <laughs> Amazing, by the way. Have you seen him before? Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, my gosh. I've seen him, but only at like festivals. Right. Um, but this was my first time seeing him. Uh, I saw him at Home Depot. Did you? <laughs> yeah. You saw him. Was he, in, was he getting chains and whips? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. I think he was getting something to rap with i don't oh man oh. come on let's just do let's have a good podcast okay <laughs> stop leading me into, <laughs> uh, into chance the rapper jokes they're just not gonna happen i did uh i did see chance so he, he was really good um but when i was leaving the concert last night we, we were sitting like in the way back so he's at the hollywood bowl so it's like a there's a pretty long walk the weed just smoking to, seats <laughs> yeah I, I was smoking the blood uh <laughs> let's be honest that's <laughs> what those seats are it's like yeah. 14 dollars to see the magic flute no one's around me i'm i'm good i'm in they're benches like they're, it's crazy <laughs> yeah you gotta bring some kind of cushion too over there cause yeah that shit gets out of control but you know to walk down it's like you gotta go through the woods and everything you know and i this is my first time experiencing this i don't know if you've if you've uh, dealt with this before but when you're leaving they have like people like selling t-shirts mm. you know like knockoff t-shirts and they start at like you know like $15 but the thing is is as you're going out they're coming at you from both sides and right. they, like the shirts are like in your face they're teammates and, yeah basically yes <laughs> coming <laughs> at you from both sides and uh, and as you're going through like there's more like more and more people come out so it, the space is getting smaller and it kind of feels like they're like closing in on you they're like $15 $15 shirts 15 you're like oh no no it's like coming and at you it's like t-shirts closing in it's yeah. like closed trophobia it really it's <laughs> just like it comes is. in and trying to, uh, you know when i was like 16 i worked at the sunrise musical theater in uh, fort lauderdale and i had to uh i worked in parking and my job was to confiscate those fake t-shirts from people no way like we would just come up and be like sorry dude you can't have these and like Not hug today. all the t-shirts and i mean so i'm surprised i never got in a them? fight they would let what what they would do is they would give us like th- like whatever we wanted like a couple of t-shirts and then they would give the rest back to merch so they would sell the fake T-shirts back to people. What? They would give them back to merch. Or maybe they would give them out, like when they gave a free one or did like a T-shirt cannon. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They give out the cheaper ones. But they would confiscate the fake T-shirts and give them back to the merch team. Who came but, up with the T-shirt cannon? Who was I don't like, know. This is a good idea to just shoot things into the crowd. Like just <laughs> shoot a T-shirt out from a cannon. <laughs> yeah, like, like I've let's done get that the craziest before too. thing. That's that crazy. You have? Yeah. Like you've been shot from a cannon? Well, like a week before Mean Girls came out, like nobody – I only had like two movies out. Like I was in Bully and a couple other things. But like teenagers didn't know who I was yet. And so this radio station had me shoot uh, at a Mean Girl screening, like, T-shirt cannons out. So I was like, foom, foom, and, like, these inner city kids, like, catching them, you know? Like, it was, like, crazy. And then after, I actually waited to after the movie to see how people reacted. It was, like, one of my first times seeing the movie. And after the movie, I was, like, surrounded, like, Bieber by, like, kids screaming. And I'm like, this movie must, it's going to be a good movie. Like, kids were, like, screaming. I was stepping on kids. It was crazy. Wow, I see. Like for me, like I just think it's weird that they chose a cannon. Like I think that, like I would pick, like maybe like a slingshot 
first, just but a like a cannon. Slingshot. Like, that actually would work too and be fun. Yeah. Shoot things out of that. Uh, like just shoot t-shirts at you like in the parking lot and like nail you down like right by where the food is. That's like, basically what these guys were doing, by the way. Like it was seriously like I, it, it felt like, like, a, like, a, like an attack. Like I just couldn't escape it. And as I'm going through, they're like closing in and then the, the price is going down. They're like $15, $12, $12. They're like $10, $10. I'm like, oh my God, I'm just trying to get through this. You know, it felt like like tree branches like hitting my face. Just like popping like, up from behind like a hot dog cart. Yeah, like seriously, I'm just like getting through and I'm with my friend Megan, and finally, finally, we get to the end of it. I'm like, oh, like we made it through. You know, they're like, oh, ten, nine dollar, five dollar. I'm like, oh, we get through. I'm like, oh, that was close. Like, Megan, you're right. And I look back, she's gone. And I'm like, what happened? And I swallowed yeah, up by a t shirt. Yeah. And she comes out and she's waving a shirt. And I'm like, what happened? And she's like, I'm Jewish. I never turned down a good deal. Five dollars for a t shirt? <laughs> I was like, for a chance, you? the rapper shirt? Like, are you crazy? <laughs> are you serious? This is a good deal. I was like, I was judging her hardcore. But then, like, the next street we went on was like Hot Dog Alley, which I'm sure you can imagine uh, is my worst nightmare. Like, yeah. it's just this time, just hot dogs coming at me. That is like, that is a like nightmare. Sizzling bacon wrap. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm like, I don't want street meat. And as I'm going through it, like, the same thing that happened to Megan happened to me. Like, by the end of it, I was like, I definitely <laughs> want street meat. I want at least three hot dogs right now with grilled onions <laughs> oh man the deals and the meals <laughs> just as crazy. you get as you're leaving could those uh, you know they sh- they should really rate those carts I, like the like give them like a restaurant rating like well, how a do you know grade. which one's good or better than the other like they all have the same exact like names and everything like the the carts had like this they also had the same sign so i was like is there is there one i should be going to like like are they really regulated because i know that they, they it, like uh they sell like I've seen like at the, some of the parks like Echo Park, MacArthur Park. They sell like uh, corn on the cob, like you know the Mexican corn, like in like a, a converted uh, shopping cart. Just like flip it over and make it into a barbecue. Okay, well that's that's the weirdest thing is because yeah, when I was driving the other day, I saw that there was a fruit stand, you know, like one of those Mexican fruit yeah. stands that had a B letter grade. What? They letter grade it? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what? Since when does a fruit cart have Maybe a letter a grade? Maybe a B got stuck in it, like an actual B. <laughs> oh my god, like in the fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, There's like, a bee. <laughs> I could see like maybe he didn't wear gloves. I, you know, so I've never seen I, like a bee restaurant. Like maybe you're like it's Thai food. It's like no, fuck that shit. You don't. You eat won't a do bee. a bee. No, I would not. Are you kidding? Okay, me? so I know I know a little I bit about a bee. I know bee. I heard some things about a bee because I, I, I went into some dope, rodents. No, bees. no, no. Oh. I am. You don't understand. I'm obsessed with this. I go and I look up all the restaurants on the public service. I am thing. too. I'm a foodie. Hello. Like, but I've We're been to places people. where I'm like, okay, you're a bee. Why are you a bee? And by law, they have to tell you why they're a bee. And so some people were like, well, we didn't put our pickles in a place where the pickles were warm all no, day. No, no, you're wrong. I'm telling you. Really? I'm telling you. It has. Yes, that's normally it. And it'll, it'll probably be at like an 89 or something. But it has to be something as in like insects, rodents. Or like All right, please tweet us of, your worst like thing at Butch and the Bear. Yeah, please. Or at Butch and the Bear at gmail.com. Please tweet us like your worst like restaurant letter grade story and why you did it anyway and why you didn't. But the other day I went up to a California donut. So there's the really popular California donuts where they make like panda bears with like Oreo ears. And like, I mean, it's like a really dope donut shop like um, over on 6th, I think it is, uh, on the east side. And like it's 24 hours. There's always cops and people like waiting online like for these like amazing artisanal crazy donuts, right? Artisanal so I'm dr- I'm driving donuts. around downtown and I see a Cali donut, California donuts, and I'm like, this is the this is it. I'm like getting get a coffee panda. in the morning and you know and eat like a fruity pebble unicorn head, and I'm like, this is what I'm doing. So I pull in and it was a C. What? There was a C grading and it had like a rusty door, and I'm like. 
clearly a franchise. They're not all like owned by the same people. Rusty door, I'm out. Yeah, I like no. I was like abort mission, and I pulled out, and I didn't even get the coffee, but I did take a picture of it, which I will also tweet um, at Butch and the Bear. Okay, I uh, the only time I've ever seen a C was not a place I was going to, but I just was driving by, and it said tacos, and the C was like in the tacos, like it was like oh, they just like <laughs> snuck it in, snuck it in. But that's this thing, like they're always trying to like sneak it, but it's like with the with the fruit carts. I don't ever see letter grades on fruit carts. So if you were to get a B, why would you show that? No one even They sees also hide that, that thing where like this building will cause you cancer. They like put it behind oh a curtain. What are those? You know, like some weird prop where they like prop something where they had to like uh, make sure that they told that they were cancer causing agents. And you know, it's like Walt Disney World will call you cause you cancer if you're not careful. That's crazy. Um, this building contains lead. That's is that what, what it is? Yeah, is it it's lead? like lead. I think Remember it's when we used to all just use lead as lead pencils? And Everything. I mean, I would chew, chew on, on those. Yeah, yeah. chew on it. It probably explains a lot. By the way, also, like, sharpening pencils is, like, a lost art of, like, having, to, like, a reason to get up and stretch your legs in class and, like, walk up to the front of class and, like, use the sh- pencil sharpener. That's where, like, I, you would showcase your best, like, outfit at school. You'd be like, check oh, this. Oh, yeah. I also like the... <laughs> like, I just got the new zips. I like the one that you had to, like, crank. You know? That's like, what I'm talking me, about. I felt like I was kind of, like, maybe yours was, like, an outfit thing. For me, was, I was flexing. No, me too. I was, me like, too. flexing I was, on the I, crank. I, I, my, like whole, my youth is <laughs> you know? full of toxic masculinity. I would, like, be up <laughs> there, like... toxic masculinity. And all it was, like, your style of how, like, you sharpen pencils. Like, you know, some of those guys would, like, get it, like, right to, like, a real fine shiny point tip, yeah that you know? was me that was me i would nice. try to and maybe i would like over, be overzealous and as Ooh. soon as i got back to my desk snap the lead would pop out how embarrassing is that awful and then i'd have to do it like at an angle and then i'd have to get up to the top and like redo it which made me look like i was you know it's danny sit down it's like too much and then i'd have no pencil and this is the reason i got bad grades this is this is just a catastrophic <laughs> vicious cycle. wow it really has something i know it's my life well, we got a great show today. We have uh, an amazing guest. Trey Pearson is here with us. What? Hello. Yay. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Christian rocker Trey Pearson. How you doing? Christian rocker. I'm good. I like it. Who rocked out of the closet. I, he rocked his way right out of the closet. Uh, I did, yes. Uh, just to give a little uh, background on, on Trey, he's uh, he's from the, the band Everyday Sunday, right? Yeah. And uh, and now you're doing... I used to be. You're, yeah, you used to be. And now you're doing your own solo thing. Now just Sunday thing. is Sunday. Now <laughs> just, yeah. Uh, now I'm just Sunday. <laughs> but you're doing your own solo thing now, right? And I am. Uh, I've got my debut solo album coming out uh, next month. So great. It's and, November exciting. 17th, right? November 17th, What's yeah. that called? It's called Love is Love. Ooh, Great title. I love so this is, uh, I'm sensing the gayness. Uh, yeah. yeah. I feel gay just hearing it. I like it. It's nice. I feel I feel gay always. That's the truth. So yeah, so Christian Rock, right? Uh I was on a uh Christian record label. Um right. I I would say that shortly into my music career professionally like i signed a record deal after my first year of college uh with my band everyday sunday and uh i got on tour and realized very quickly that like sort of that music that genre of music that i grew up with like there's sort of this sense when you're in youth group culture that uh, which i grew up in yeah that somehow (laughs) like christian music is somehow more sacred and that's like you know like you throw the adjective christian in there and and it makes it yeah it makes it holier than all the secular stuff and uh and i think shortly you know as a young adult like kind of getting my eyes open to what that whole world is like uh really turned me off to the idea of 
of really using Christian to describe anything besides a person. Uh, you know, I think, I think, uh, the word Christian makes a lot better noun than it does an adjective. Yeah. And so yeah. like, it's like an Oriental rug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I just think, you know, it's like the only genre of music where people try to throw in, Oh, it, it's Christian. Well, like, but what genre is it? You know? And so it's right. like, I think like, you know, and that, who's the, where's the parameter of what's secular and what's, I mean, if it, does, yeah, I guess if it talks it, about God, it's Christian music. Well, that's that. what you would think. But if you actually start to listen to a lot of these quote unquote Christian bands that really wish they weren't Christian bands, like a lot of their stuff has nothing to do with God. And But they signed to a Christian record label. And so some of their stuff might be about God and some might not. But there's all these just expectations. That it's come like with organic it. vegetables. So like I used to work at, at Whole Foods and like they start out as <laughs> conventional and then they have to be like three years organic <laughs> in the beginning. They're transitional in the middle. And then all of a sudden they're organic. And then they become gay. They then they become gay. Then there's gay Brussels sprouts. Organic is another word for gay Brussels sprouts. (laughs) I'm very organic. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, I think like... (laughs) I'm organically attracted to butts. Okay, here's my question, though, because you're bringing up a great point here. So I'm wondering, like, what does make something Christian rock? Like, what, if it's not talking about God or it's not Uh, seeming to that... Yeah, and that's, like, just very much a branding thing, which is what was so much turning it off. Like, you know, like when people start to call restaurants Christian, like Chick-fil-A or like, a, organic, this is, this right? is Chick-fil-A. a, uh, this is a Christian movie. <laughs> They're organic. That's an organic movie. Uh, you're like, what does that mean? And then all of a sudden the, the tr- it, it's the- acting like what you're doing has this sacredness about it. And what they are doing, whoever they is, is not, you right. know, Screw and, they. That's yeah, true. and so it's always uh, the, they, it's, yeah, it's, always it's always them. The they. And so, do you think it hurts like having, do you think it hurts more than helps having a, uh, you know, like a, this, this label or, um, you know, this marketing thing of, of Christian? Like, do you think that's, I believe that it leads to a lot of hiding and a lot of non-transparency because once mm. you're part of that, uh, subculture, then all of a sudden you're not allowed to be yourself if yourself is anything outside of the box that they think it is. So, for example, I know people who are gay that are in the Christian music industry, but they cannot come out because if they come Boom. out, they will be dropped from their record label. They will be dropped off those radio stations, kicked out of the bookstore. Well, they should well, do it the week. Out. They should come did, out the week before Christmas because it wouldn't be very Christian uh, to fire somebody like the <laughs> week right before, before Christmas. You would think so, but, but you I think they would do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> you're speaking of friends that, that can't because of these things, but it's like, but you did, and, yeah, and now you're. I'd already left your... my Christian record label, and I'm not played on Christian radio anymore. So you had and left I'm not the in label Christian before. bookstores anymore. Wait, so. I have a question. They don't play everyday Sunday anymore. No. What? What? Even like the the old stuff. Yeah. No. I heard about somebody complaining about it when it still accidentally got played on a station. Somebody called in and said, "Hey, he's gay. You can't play that." Oh my god, no. these haters. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, yeah. I'm not played on Christian radio anymore. But uh, which I don't care. You know, it's fine. Uh, but I think what's sad is like you cannot be anything. And so. I know all we these people. We still watch A Christmas Story, even though that one kid became a porn star. Uh, who? Who became a porn star? The one who gets his tongue stuck to the pole, just no, saying. Uh, yeah. I, thought, I thought you meant Ralphie. I had like awful no, images. No, Ralphie's in my head like a right big now. producer. He like saw the leg lamp and was like, that's it, I'm doing porn. <laughs> like that was the moment. No, it's really bad. Like the guy who stuck his tongue to the pole yeah. with the triple dog dare. He's now a porn star. Is and his he, tongue okay? He still uses like his like character name, I think, in the porn. And it's really weird. That's I don't know. bizarre. It's like, it's like Screech. Let's get back to wow. Christian. Yeah. Uh, let's get back to Christianity real quick. Yeah. Uh, porn, Christianity. Uh, no, what I'm wondering though is like I, I'm just I'm just fascinated by this because I, I didn't realize that they don't even play every day Sunday on on the radio anymore. No. Yeah. And would you say now, now that you're going solo and you've you've kind of transitioned from this thing, would you say that you still consider your music to be Christian rock? 
Well, like what I was trying to say there at the beginning is just that I don't, I don't even think I believe in the idea of Christian rock uh, or yeah. or Christian music. Like, and and it's not to say uh, you shouldn't write songs about your faith, but if there's all of a sudden this expectation, oh, of this is Christian, then it leads to like forced. Like, oh, it just has to be this way. It's, it doesn't lead to good art, and it doesn't lead to Wait, natural... Wait, are you trying to tell me that I've been listening to DC Talk all these years for nothing? <laughs> no, I love those guys. <laughs> no, they're great. <laughs> and actually, uh, I will say, like, you know, Toby Mack from DC Talk texted me as soon as I came off of The View and told me how proud of me he was. Beautiful. But... That's the, a real Christian. And I'm, I, maybe, yeah. I have never said his name, I guess, publicly, and I feel... I, I feel like I don't know if I'm not supposed to, but it's like, I wish, like, could you tweet that, please? Could you say it publicly? Fair. Because if everybody behind the scenes... Was at, living uh, their truth. Well, or if they would even um, admit that they are allies, if they would admit that they don't think there's anything wrong with being gay, if all the people behind the scenes that um, help... Uh, make this subculture what it is, if they would be vulnerable and honest and transparent, then I think the whole um, idea in that subculture of of what it means to be gay and a Christian, like, you know, right now, uh, there's so many people fighting against that and they know that's who their audience is. But if every Christian artist came out as affirming, or uh, most of the major ones that all know me personally and affirm me, uh, not publicly, uh, if they would come out publicly and affirm me, Christian Radio can't drop every one of those artists. They true. won't have a radio station anymore. That's very true. And it's, gonna... it would force their listeners to have to really think about, maybe I could be wrong about this. And so that's what I mean about the lack of transparency. Um, and so it's people that are affirming or supporting. It's people that are gay. It's people that drink. And they can't. They have to pretend they don't drink because they're on a Christian record label. Sure. Like, it's just, it's so fundamentalist, and it leads to so many toxic things. And, I mean, Katy well, Perry used to be in the Christian music industry. Well, there you go. And she comes out. And, she did? Yeah. Uh-huh. She, I didn't know a, that. she started as a Christian artist. And so She did? Yeah, yes. her, her dad's a pastor. And I knew her dad was a pastor, but I didn't know that. Because she's from Santa Barbara, Yeah, her Barbara, brother right? toured with me. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. So, um, but my point is, it's like, there's all this hiding that happens and, and people always ask, well, why isn't Christian music as good as other music? Because it's not, it feels so, uh, formulaic and yeah, you're not alone. The big, the casting directors in Hollywood that cast shows for the really big networks have gender neutral bathrooms, but not gender neutral casting rules. Mm. Yeah. Well, very true. Mm. That's don't even get me started. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, permanently truck driver number two. Yeah. Okay, don't uh, even get me going. I am. I'm always like androgynous person number four. Oh like it's never. God. I've I've yet to have a character name, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So you, you know, deserve it. so I, I think for a long time I've just wanted to be an artist. But when most of your fan base is from that subculture, they see you as a quote unquote Christian artist or a Christian rock star or a Christian whatever. And it's like, yeah, I am a Christian and that is a part of who I am, but I'm an artist just like you're an you, artist. Right. What was crazy is when I first started hearing about you and stuff, like after you uh, came out of the closet, you were booked uh, at a Christian festival. I was. And then what happened? Um, so, well, actually, uh, this that's... El- an interesting story. They actually hadn't booked me. Um, the owner did know that I, I came out to him before I came out publicly, the guy who ran the festival. And um, he was very loving and supportive, but he had not invited me to be on the festival. And then when my story came out, and after I was on The View and CNN and some of that stuff, um, 
he called me and asked if I would come be on the festival after I came out. And so that was like a really huge emotional moment for me because yeah, I was bet. so excited about it that they were going to actually ha bring an openly right. gay artist. I was going to be the comfort, become the first openly gay artist to ever play a major music, Christian music festival. Beautiful. And, and then, um, a lot of the staff started finding out that I was coming. Obviously I'm on the website and all these things. And, uh, their whole crew came to the owners and said, if he performs, we are not going to do the sound and lights for your show. Whoa. Wow. And so t not even two weeks before the festival went on, they canceled me. And then, uh, you know, what? everyone should have just so kneeled in protest and they would have thought everyone was praying. Yeah. Wow. And then <laughs> well, what is really neat that came from that whole thing is just that, uh, even though they canceled me, uh, a couple of the other bands who do support me found out that I wasn't going to be coming and why. And uh, Five Iron Frenzy, a long time, you know, big ska band that, that was on a quote unquote Christian record label, but toured with a lot of mainstream bands as well. Uh, that transitional, not organic. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they invited me to come perform with them during their set. And so I still went to Joshua Fest. What? Whoa. And we didn't tell anyone except the owners. The owners knew I was coming. That's and, uh, that's really and then cool. all, a bunch of the other bands, Switchfoot and Reliant K, they all came and stood on the stage with me to support me. Oh, and man. the crowd was amazing. They all cheered Whoa, me. Whoa, that's on. the end of wow. your TV movie. Can we get a deal uh, going here? Well, that's like actually like I, I was getting all like <laughs> we'll sad over here, that but later. that's that's a beautiful story. It, it was a really yeah for what kind of shitty conditions it was. It was really neat to see um, the way. Uh, something so horrible turned into something really right. neat. Right, I, I feel like a that's... A neat moment, beautiful moment. Yeah, and I feel like that's a thing that so many, you know, LGBTQ people experience is like, we experience these things where all of a sudden we're like, wow, there's a lot of hate here. There's, there's mm. this hate. And then all of a sudden something will always happen on the flip side where you're like, oh, wow, this love is conquering the hate. And I feel like that's been such a big theme. And in the, the stronger in the, the hate, community. the stronger the example of love that it, ends it up It really is. Like, it's unbelievable, forth. you know, whenever, and there is a lot of hate still for the community, yeah. but whenever yeah. whenever that happens, especially, I mean, at least for me, I can say that whenever, I have, whenever I've experienced something, on the flip side, the love has always been so much stronger that it, it gives me this hope, you know? So it's beautiful to hear this, this It's story. beautiful whenever you can see the love drown out the hate. And I think right. that's like one thing I was so nervous about when I was coming out. Uh, was I didn't know what kind of reaction I would get and all I was hoping was that I would get a little bit of love poured out on me because I knew hate was going to come my way especially coming from the Christian music industry and that subculture and you know it's like when a uh, an animal is dying like towards the end they like lash out and fight really hard that's what, yeah. I, that's what I think is happening yeah. with like fundamentalist Christianity in America right now because they've been so like against like gay people and all of a sudden they see it changing so it's like the few people that are left are lashing out even harder and so there were a couple other artists before I came out that did come out and unfortunately it seemed like the hate really drowned out the love and mm. uh like Jennifer Knapp and uh um a worship artist Vicky Beeching from the UK and uh and so when I came out I was just like really hoping that um one, that things are changing, but two, that, yeah, there would be places that would pour out some love on me to drown out some of the hate. And I was very right. fortunate to have all the love that poured out Oh, you'll out get on socialized, me. all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> would you say that you're still experiencing, like, some, some hate from the Internet and stuff like that, or would you say that it's, you know, predominantly love-based right now? 
predominantly love base, but there's definitely people that like to uh, troll. I, I yeah, tend to block always, and keep yeah. blocking them out. You I have no problem blocking anyways. you if you're going to say something Yeah, you're about to, to get me. blocked. You got some uh, stuff to say to Trey. Yeah. Right. So Don't um, be coming for Trey. It yeah. happens, well, but I mean, all the, most of the people following me right now are, are just pour out love And people on me. are really excited about this album. Like, are people, like, I hope so. I think so, and... yeah. Like, uh, I got a lot of support. I actually did a Kickstarter for this album because, I had, like Sweet. I said, I had left my Christian label, and um, uh, people poured out a lot of love on me, and it just made me feel a lot of excitement and just oh, sort of wow. this connectedness with the people following me, and uh, it, feels, it feels really good. And so... Um, I had put out my first single as a solo artist a couple months ago. I uh, got to premiere my music video on Teen Vogue, and uh, it's cool. uh, it's it's been exciting to see the response I'm getting so far. But I can't wait to share the album with everybody. Yeah, so. that's gonna be super exciting. When does this album come out? Like? November seventeenth. Right, November seventeenth. Uh, that's the best. You know, here in the next couple of weeks, I'll be dropping uh, the title track of the album "Love Is Love." So, I can't wow, wait and that's the name that. of the album as as well. Love yes. is love. That's mm-hmm. great. Uh, so, you know, with this, with this new album coming out and since you're, you're kind of differentiating yourself a little bit and it's, and it's solo and you're not with the same label, like how is this, this process for you been different, um, this time around? Hmm. Uh, I don't know that the process itself has necessarily been different, but I do think that creatively, like, I mean, Anybody that has come through this place where they suppressed who they were for a long time, which a lot of, obviously, LGBTQ people can understand and and sympathize with this, but uh, my entire life I've tried to be something that I wasn't. I tried to choose to be straight as if somehow that was possible because that's what your brainwashed to believe when you grow up in that environment. And so... um, Every time I hear that, I cringe. I know, like I, know. I hated all those feelings of trying to conform. I mean, as a person who's just like a natural ec- extrovert, you know? yeah. <laughs> like, and also I'm a large person. I don't. I'm not like I don't disappear in a room. I like, too I'm, am large. I'm at a club. I'm like a foot. Like it's like where's Danny? Right there. Like it doesn't matter where. Well, this is interesting for me too because I feel like I, I love hearing coming out stories in the process. Yeah. Of it because like for me, I you know I'm I'm a big butch lesbian and I've yeah. I've just, no. I, you know shocking I'm the butch. We're revealing uh, everything. Today. Yeah. No, but when Butch. you know, I've I've always dressed like this though. Like my whole life. Like I remember when I you know, when I started becoming an age where you dress yourself and stuff, like mm-hmm. my friends put makeup on me in a dress and I remember crying because it felt like wrong. I was like, I just wow. don't it didn't it didn't it felt like really weird to me. Hmm. And so literally since I was ten ten years old, I I told my mom and my sister, I, I like girls and they yeah. kind of were like, Okay and then uh and then a couple years later I was like no I really like girls yeah. <laughs> and they were like oh okay yeah. um, but it, for me it was like I actually was like I actually have a joke in my stand up where I say that I'm so gay I never had to come out um, uh. but it's very true because I I actually couldn't hide it so yeah. it, it kind of fascinates me to to hear this and then to hear you know now that you've come out and you get to live this this transparency and this true life like how that influences your music and how yeah, that changes absolutely. it absolutely because you know like when you've suppressed th- this major part of who you are your entire life i think like there's this part of me that like when that burst open when i was able to like like let go of that and for the first time feel like it was okay to be who i was uh obviously a lot of emotions come with that but uh it, I think that that thing that was suppressed burst open in every part of my life in, including my creative side and so like you know i just think 
uh, even as a songwriter, like I'm able to tap into things I had never been able to tap into before. Oh, I bet you have. (laughs) (laughs) Emotionally and other things. And, uh, uh, but you know, I think it's really, uh, just affected the way I've been able to write and create and what this album is. And I think it's, uh, turned it into being the best thing I've ever done before. Wow. That's pretty incredible. Do you feel more connected with it now that you're able to like, just be your complete true self? Like, does it give you this feeling? It's like, this is what I feel like my music really is and should be. Yeah, I think that's a huge part of it. And I think, you know, another part of it is maybe just being where I am in, in my career. Like, I yeah. think I'm I'm able to, uh, when you, I first started my uh, band, I was a teenager. And so you're taking a lot of these uh, influences that are influencing you in that moment. And I think uh, being able to be a little bit older and have this fresh start in so many ways, including my music, I was able to really tap into things that have influenced me and had an impact on me uh throughout throughout my entire life and my well, childhood and and to be able to bring that to uh what i'm doing now feels yeah. really great i want to know yeah. about the boys boys <laughs> lots yeah. of boys i mean so has this been like this is, must be like a whole new awakening for you because when we first met you were like no i'm figuring uh, out who i am yeah yeah like and uh, now you're like no it's been a minute so. yeah so i came <laughs> it's out been last a summer so it's, it's yeah. been over a year now and uh i did like uh, when i first came out uh to myself and my family i wanted to take a year and thanks to my uh uh counselor for recommending this to me but he said just you know maybe take a year to yourself figure out who you are not that you shouldn't go on dates or anything but maybe uh i i took it as i shouldn't get into like this committed relationship right away maybe figure out who i am as a gay person before i try to be yeah it's also a really fast world you know what i mean it's like trying to get on the freeway by pasadena when you're gonna like (laughs) i don't know if you're not from there but it's like you just like you go straight from like the exit to like you know 75 miles an hour so like you know maybe like you know yield yield a little my my son yield (laughs) so i think you know like i definitely have uh ventured into the dating scene and uh been getting to know just like one one great thing i think was getting to know what i like and what i'm looking for and what right. i'm not interested what's your in flavor is you're like i could eat ice cream i'm That's not so lactose intolerant <laughs> and there's all these flavors uh, <laughs> this is like, pocket full of baby plastic spoons let me yeah. tell you i'm like almost like like jealous of this like i want to like experience well, this like i feel like you're just right. coming on it's, it's like this whole new world it's weird so being like this far into adulthood and just now getting to experience your Yeah, allowing myself (laughs) to experience crushes for the first time and first kisses and like stuff that I never got to experience as a a kid. That's that's really sweet. And so a lot, I mean, it is and it's exciting, but it's also like emotional at the same time because you're like grieving all these things that you never did experience as a teenager. And now I'm finally experiencing them for the first time. And so, um, so it's like, you know, you're excited and then you're crying and then you're excited. I know. You're like a grown man shouldn't be like ducking behind a bush at Starbucks. (laughs) Yes, I should. Good. Yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> Quit judging me. <laughs> it's amazing. You said that you uh, you came out to yourself and then to your your family. Was yeah. was your family accepting of it? Because uh, you were married, right? I was. Yeah, to a, to uh, a woman. To a woman. Yeah. Uh, it it took a long time to accept myself, and um, I come uh, from a family that is not very affirming or accepting, and. Uh, you know, uh, my oldest sister is pretty amazing. She's been that rock for me. Uh, she is kind of the only more uh, progressive, affirming person in my life or in my family. And uh, 
Armistead Maupin wrote like the Tales of the City books uh, about San Francisco and about coming out. Mm-hmm. And, and it, they, there's a whole bunch of them. I think there's like nine or ten of them. And they go from like 1976 on. And each year that they came out was the year the book was written. You should read those. Both of you should. But What's you it should, called again? Uh, Tales of the City. I've heard but he, the But he talks in it. There's this really great character in the book who writes a letter to his Christian family. I mean, there's a mm. lot in there that I think you can pull from. And yeah. this goes this for This is any. what he does. He gay he Yeah, gay I'm like, uh, yeah, this is my gay he's, wizard he's wisdom. He's Papa Bear. Oh, yeah. Papa Bear Danny, wisdom. Danny made me a list of, of gay movies I had to watch <laughs> when I first met him last summer. <laughs> I, I want to know what was on there. Yeah, I, I got it on my phone. You should pull it's, it up. It's See it's what I suggested. List. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, pull it up while I tell you about this because you can. You don't have sure, to yeah. You don't have to listen to me, actually. Now you can listen to the podcast later. But in this, you know, he talks about, like, you're born with your family and you're kind of stuck with that family, but then every gay person ends up finding their logical family. Like you have your biological family and your logical family. Ooh. So you, you build like mm. a world of people around you. And he just came out with a new book, uh, Logical Family. But like, um, it's just like you build the world around you. Like you're going to find family members in other places that supply things for you. Uh, that you didn't get. You got my list ready? I got your list ready. See how and you score on this list. Not only did you Ooh. give me a list, you categorized them oh into my God. documentaries, <laughs> dramas. And I'm sure uh, it was like incomplete, right? It was like at an open bar party somewhere, right? That I gave where, you. We were at Akbar, yeah. Yeah, see? Ooh. So it's like, this might For those be an that incomplete don't know, list. Akbar is the, uh, the gay bar in Silver Lake. It's very trendy. It's, it's awesome. Very I love it. Yeah. I do comedy yeah. there, too. Um, keep going. So what's the list? Okay, yes, so we got stuff, everything from... Gosh, where to start? Just uh, go fast. Okay, uh, Tab Hunter Confidential. Yeah, I, I've ad- I've added to your list as I've gone. So oh, okay. you're be like, I did not say that. Yeah, Tab Hunter, teen okay. heartthrob of the fifties, was gay, closeted. Oh, wow. Outrage, right. one hundred and one, Rent Boys, Eyes of Tammy Faye, Coquette. Tammy Faye, I know Tammy Faye. Life and <laughs> Times of Harvey Milk, and Ooh. then in the comedy section we got Trick, Birdcage, In and oh, Out. Oh, the Birdcage. Uh, obviously, there's like your Brokeback Mountain, Angels in America. Uh, the long weekend. Uh, See, this is not a lesbian list. Like, I haven't even it's heard, but I'm weekend. a cheerleader, and that's the greatest lesbian. Boys in movie the band. Ever. It's my party. Milk. North Sea, Texas. Big Eden. Dreamgirls. Kiki. Uh, was that is your Dreamgirls? <laughs> was Dreamgirls on there? Probably. Yeah, and you know, there's one that I didn't write down. I don't know why, but uh, what, what's that uh, '80s uh, drag movie in New York City? Um, oh, Paris is burning. Paris is burning. It's oh, about the, vo- the Vogue game. Yeah, uh, yeah. that definitely needs to be on there. That was the first one I think you had. I think I can I update this list for you even a little bit more. I I can't like. Have you guys seen? But I'm a cheerleader, or am I just? Yeah, out here? are you I'm kidding? A cheerleader is so good. It's it's. Uh, Natasha, uh, Leon, Natasha Joel, Joel Michael is my good friend original, that's in that. Yeah. We'll probably have him here one day. That is, have you seen that? I have not. Okay, the movie is so good. It's about this like popular. It's it's kind of like it's one of those. It's not really like a mainstream. It's kind of like no, it's those, an indie movie. Yeah, it's very indie, and uh, she's this popular cheerleader, and she's this you know beautiful girl, and her family sits her down, and they're like, well, we, you know, you're 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 gay, and she's like, I'm not gay. And they're like, yeah, you're gay, and she's like, but <laughs> she goes, but. But I'm a cheerleader. <laughs> and they're oh like, but you're gay. Gosh. And so they send her to this like Christian conversion camp. And oh, she wow. ends up kind of finding herself like, the whole Where time. One of the straight coaches is RuPaul in his first time. on. Yes, that's drag. right. It and was it's directed RuPaul. by Jamie Babbitt, an incredible lesbian filmmaker who yeah, did my uh, nude episode of looking she Ooh. directed she's fantastic there's a great movie uh coming out next year about a, a kid that's sent off to christian conversion camp with nicole kidman and uh 
uh, Russell Crowe and Choice Vaughn. It looks oh. it looks intense. The thing I love about this movie too is they always they keep asking it. They say, "What's your root?" And that always stuck with me. Like, "What's your root?" As in, like your root of your gayness. So they'll be like, "My dad didn't play football with me," which is like oh, so absurd. Wow, like, that's yeah. your root. And then like it's kind of just like exposing. <laughs> Man, this, like, I have heard some crazy stories since I've come out, as I'm sure you guys both have and and can imagine. But you know, after my story became public, literally over the last. 15 months uh there there hasn't been a week gone by where somebody doesn't reach out and kind of share their heart with their own coming out journey and and so i've just had thousands and thousands of messages come in but the things you'll hear about people that were sent off to conversion therapy uh there was this one guy uh, just a few weeks ago that um he's going to come out to his family for his 13th birthday he made a ban or to all his friends for his 13th birthday party he made a banner to tell all his friends he was gay his parents found the banner they canceled his party and he lived in Hawaii. They sent him to Colorado Springs by for some focus on the family, Christian-based conversion therapy, made him live there until he was an adult. His whole teenagehood, oh, he lived no. there. They, they would sit these kids in a room, a quote-unquote Christian conversion therapy. They would sit these kids in a room and force them to watch straight porn to try to turn them I, straight. Uh, I went Crazy to a Christian stuff. conversion therapist, actually. Wow. What? It wasn't like my parents' fault. They didn't know what was going on, really. My dad, I was an out to. My mom, I told her I was bi. Like, I was just figuring everything out. Yeah. And my grandmother, I talked to her about having erectile dysfunction because my plan was to get, like, my poppy to get me Viagra and then I could have sex with a girl. I was oh, doing everything gosh. I could to, like, get out of it, you know? Yeah. And she was like, do you want me to talk to the pastor about this? I won't. And I was like, yes, someone, something. Yeah. So he came back with a number. And we, I went to this conversion therapist. And the, the guy, who, the, the therapist, was like, so listen. <laughs> just because you know and i'm just like and then he was like to me he's like like me with my wife and i'm like your wife i was like dude i don't know if i'm gay but i'm pretty i'm yeah. really sure Keep you the are Viagra for yourself uh, and i mean eventually he, he burst and he was like listen he was like, like and i know this is really harsh but he was like you could be sucking a dick because he said to me because what are you afraid of and i'm like being gay he's like and why are you scared of that and i'm like because i'll go to hell and he like i got him to this point where like he just was like you could be sucking a dick and the next coming of Christ could happen and you won't go to hell because you believe in Christ. And he's like, and because you are a Christian. And like he, the way he said it was so harsh to me that I was like, what? Wow. And so I went out that night and lost my virginity. <laughs> Wait, with a guy? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a beautiful story as well. I mean, what a good nice ending. ending. So, so let me ask you this, Trey. I, I'm Just because we got to kind of wrap up here and I'm just, sure. I'm just wondering, you know, uh, what you would say to to kids that might be listening to this or, or people that haven't had the opportunity to come out yet that are yeah. kind of struggling with, you know, um, choosing maybe between their faith and, and between um, honesty and coming out. Like, what would you say to them and what would you, you know, recommend uh, that they do? I would say that it is uh, scary. Um, I understand that, that fear you have of, of losing everything, especially when you're so entrenched in a culture that's homophobic, that, uh, right. that you're scared that people won't love you for who you are anymore. I would say, um, I'm not going to lie and pretend that there isn't going to be grieving of things you will lose, but I will say that it pales in comparison to the freedom of being who you are. And it and, and as the, the truth shall set you free. And, yeah, and as as the cliche goes, it does get better. It will get better. Yeah. And 
and Ooh, even and, and even mm. before it even before it gets amazing, which is where I definitely am now. I'm so thankful to be where I am. But even in that beginning stages of grieving those things you lose, because you will lose things, and any time you change seasons in life, um, even when it's the best thing for you there are going to be things in that previous season that you will leave behind that need to be grieved. And you cannot go around that. You have to go through that. And so I would just say, allow yourself to grieve those things. But I promise you the freedom that you will experience in being your truest self, uh, it, it is it is so much... Uh, I don't know what the word is. But I think they say beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it's... it's uh, How do you say beautiful? <laughs> Quick... Yeah. A uh, quick rapid fire question sure, for you. Go ahead. Um, so, who's your celebrity crush? Oh gosh, there's so many. I said rapid fire. Who's your? Oh, give yeah. him a couple. Jared Leto. Ooh. Oh well, yeah. Okay, he's probably gettable. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Anybody else? Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. Oh, I could see you like writing like Trey DiCaprio, like on uh. a notebook over and over again. <laughs> um, and uh, what's the greatest thing? about this newfound freedom like what about the gay world about dating whatever it is like what's something that you're like I didn't have this in my life and now I have this in my life it's amazing mine was drag queens but I don't know uh, <laughs> what, like what was I mean kissing boys is yeah. gotta be the biggest thing right but you need to write a song called kissing boys I would Ooh, download that yeah. yeah it'll happen I promise you. I'm just giving you free <laughs> stuff right now just free shit everybody. well well, Trey Pearson everybody he's just been so great yes. thank you so much for coming thank in and where can we find and you on social media um, it's at Trey Pearson anywhere you go Great, Instagram, Trey Pearson, and Twitter, he's got Facebook. the new album, Love is Love, his solo album coming love. out on if November seventeenth.com. You, you can get to any of it. So. Yeah, in the title track, Love is Love is coming out real, real soon, and we're really excited yeah, about it. And right so now, until then, you can see my music video for Silver Horizon uh, on my website or on YouTube, whatever. Or TV, right? Which is my first single. Uh, yeah, and um, I would just say that uh, I wanted to say we were talking about these sort of LGBTQ movies. And the guy who directed my video has a beautiful movie on Netflix called Henry Gamble's Birthday Party. And when you realize that over 50% of LGBTQ Americans identify as Christian and even a bigger percent wow. used to and uh, have been so rejected by the church, I think this is a, uh, a uh, I think hopefully my video will resonate with you. But I think uh, that's also a movie that resonates with me extremely, okay. extremely well, hard. Well, without so. question, God loves you and we love you. Thank oh, yeah. You. So good to be here. God loves, God loves us all, gay or not. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on, Trey. We can't wait to uh, hear, hear your album on November 17th. Thank you. Love Thanks is for love. having me. Thanks so much. This has been a Reverie Studios production. Download the Reverie app for the best in curated entertainment. Available on iOS, Android, Chromecast, Apple TV, and Roku.